is the Gridiron Guys Podcast with Anthony Stalter and Super Bowl champion Kerry Davis. Driven by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. And welcome back to the Gridiron Guys with Kerry Davis. I'm Anthony Stalter. Appreciate everybody joining us. Uh, podcast number two. Everybody that listened to the first podcast, uh, we certainly love to have you check in and subscribe. And uh, CD, this is uh, this is a long time coming for you and I, man. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to doing this podcast, not only throughout the the off season, but of course the regular season too. Oh, definitely, it's going to get just better and better. The more we do it, the more. Uh, topics that are presented to us as we get closer to the draft, and obviously once the uh, the preseason starts kicking off in the regular season, we're gonna we're gonna enjoy ourselves. But we're, we've got some some great content to talk about today. So yeah, one to it. one thing, CD, that fell in our laps, and Kerry Davis, Super Bowl champ with the Pittsburgh Steelers, played in the league uh, for uh, a long time. I'm Anthony Stalter, worked for ESPN Radio, and uh, been around a while, Washington Post, things like that, covering the NFL. Tyreek Hill. So Tyreek Hill went on a radio show, or actually I think it was the the Totally Offensive podcast, and it's it's hosted by one of Tyreek Hill's former teammates. And Tyreek Hill said that he plans to retire after the 2025 season. Mm-hmm. That's when his contract is up with Miami. That would put him at about, I think, age 31 or 32 CD. First of all, do you think that he'll ho- hold to that plan? I think if he already has said it in his mind, uh, one thing I know and have learned, when you start talking about retirement, it's probably time to start planning to retire. And the fact that he has kind of set that as his his benchmark, uh, I think it'll be 10 years. He wears number 10. So that's kind of the uh, <laughs> the roundabout way to make everything symmetric for him in his career. And he's had a had an outstanding career thus far, uh, Super Bowl champion, obviously one of the best receivers in the league at this moment. And you know, if he does decide to retire, we still got we still got a couple of years away. Things could change from from now up until then. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the route that he wants to go. If he's already speaking about it and already putting it out there into the atmosphere that he's thinking that way. I think it's always jarring, especially for somebody that that didn't. Pl- I played high school. That's as far as I got. But I would have given my you know yeah. left you know what to to, <laughs> to play at at not only uh the the level that you got to carry but even in college mm-hmm. and when you hear Tyree Kill who is so talented and forget the you know look the off-field stuff certainly mm-hmm. has followed him too but just as a player when Tyree Kill said today on that podcast that he plans to retire I think every defensive coordinator in the league goes why wait? <laughs> we, we don't. Hey, Why wait? If you're talking about it, sir, you yeah, should go ahead and get hey, to it. Don't, don't you just get to don't it? Don't have now. to worry about it. Go That's ahead. how good he is. But he I is. think I think back to not our childhood, but you and I. You and I are kind of a product of the '90s. Mm-hmm. Born in the '80s, product of the '90s, yep. watching football. And the first name you think of is Barry Sanders with this. And Barry was. I, I can't remember what age Barry was when he retired. But in that same organization, Calvin Johnson retired well before. Yeah. His playing days were over with. You and I were talking before the podcast about uh, other players that retired when they still had plenty of juice left in the tank. So when you hear that as a fan, it's always jarring. But this is a reminder that, and you could speak to this as a former player, this is a reminder that not every player sets out to say, I'm I'm a football lifer. Right. I think the when you're looking at guys, you spoke about Barry Sanders, who walked away and and we still thought he had plenty of juice left. Calvin, Calvin Johnson, obviously another one. It's a uh, uh, it's important to remember for fans that you know there is life 
after football. I know it's entertaining uh, for those that are, are, you know, taking it in and, and really engaged in it. But for, for us, for players, you want to be able to walk. Barry Sanders was a running back, played 10 years, outstanding Hall of Famer. Some of the best runs, you YouTube, Barry Sanders, you're still going to be in awe of some of the, the, the magician-like footwork and the things he was able to get out of. But understanding that at 30 or 31 and not playing till you're 36, 37, that's a lot more hits on your body, and it takes a toll on you. And so when I'm looking at what Tyreek is dealing with and what he's done – in his career thus far, like I said, Super Bowl champion, one of the best receivers in the league. He has his trademark peace sign when he's running past people because he <laughs> has this legendary speed that we've, you know, just been 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 amazed with watching over the last few years. Um, but it is a reminder that this game it, at some point is going to end for every one of us. And if you have the opportunity to walk away on your own terms, not leaving uh, banged up, beat up, or not leaving, you know, unceremoniously, so to speak, where they're ushering you out. Yeah, we're not going to resign you. You got to figure it out after this, and you, you're trying to uh, figure out how to go about your business. For him to to have this mindset and this plan, I think it's beautiful. Yeah, it's always it's it's kind of a mystery, I think, to to people. It's a mystery to me because yeah. you you think you say, okay, well, you, you see. You see Tom Brady play into his 40s and Drew Brees into 39, 40. Uh, but those are quarterbacks, and those right. are guys that they they don't, as as you noted, they don't take the hits that that yes. guys do. I mean, that's that's it's a different game. I was uh, I was in the locker room. We were in. The, <laughs> okay, we, we, we'll we'll go back in time a little bit. I was in the hot tub with a teammate. It's a huge hot tub, so don't get any <laughs> weird ideas, right? So we're in the hot tub, and and this teammate who was a a think 12, 13, 14-year veteran, he just looked at me and said, CD, I, I can't do it anymore. This is in OTAs. This is after the oh, season. Wow. This is after uh, we get done winning the Super Bowl. He looks at me in my face and said, hey, CD, I can't do it anymore. I'm like, huh? Yeah. He said, man, I, I get up. You know, I got to get in the hot tub before practice. I got to do all this heating, stretching, and my body still is sore. Even when I get to practice, he said, I, I just can't do it anymore. And Stalter, I saw the the one thing that's crazy is when you see the light go out. I saw the light go out in his eyes in that moment, and I, that, I believe that was the last day I saw him. Really, veteran football player played long time in the league, and just body just said, "I can't. I'm hurting too bad. I'm in the hot tub every single day. I'm putting on Flexol. We used to use Tiger Bomb. This it's, it's like Flexol times three. Right. It's hot as hell, and you try to get warmed up, and your body just still isn't able to, <laughs> to get going. Your joints are killing you, and every part of your body, ankles, knees, feet, like it's just like okay, enough is enough. And yeah. he looked me in my face and said, "Yeah, this is it." And I never saw him again. And so that's the part of football that I think a lot of people don't get to see. They don't get to see us on Monday mornings because, brother, let me tell you, the some Monday mornings, it was some days I didn't even want to get out of bed. Yeah. And they tell you, you got to get up. You need to go work out. No, the hell I don't. You need to go work out. I just ran into Ray Lewis and Terrell Suggs all day yesterday. The hell with what you're talking about. You just polished <laughs> off your second McMuffin. Get out of here. I'm going to sleep and chill, and hopefully we got a victory Monday so I don't have to show up yeah. until Wednesday. And so you run into those things, and you realize that this game is called the NFL, right? 
National Football League. Some people say it's not, not for long. For long. Yeah. Right? We, we thought about that, that as a name, right? Yeah. Because that's a real thing. It's not for long. You're not going to be in this game long. Make the most amount of money you can. Hopefully you win a championship. Hopefully you have some great experiences. In Tyreek's case, he might be a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. Continue to put up the years, the, the numbers that he has over the past few years. And get out while you still can, man. Carrie, perspective is an is an incredible thing. You you're a father. You, yeah. You've witnessed you've witnessed the births, and it, it reminds me when you're talking about the cold tubs, the hot tubs, the treatments, everything just to just to play on Sunday, and and what you guys put your bodies through again just to perform on Sunday. Yeah. We see the games, and we're Correct. hyped up about the games, and we can't wait to see what what the the product is going to look like yes. it on a, on a Sunday it reminds me of the old adage don't don't shoot don't tell me about the labor show me the baby <laughs> yeah. but again for somebody like you uh, who's a father I'm a father of three uh-huh. watching watching the the months leading up to the birth and you're holding your baby while your wife is is still getting worked on right. to the side of you it's right. like this is incredible yes your wife just went through hell yes. you know and yeah. It is. It is. Look, a lot of players are well compensated, mm-hmm. but I think one thing that we also have to remember: and Tyree Kill's different. Tyree Kill got paid. Not everybody is making no. forty million dollars no. a year or twenty million dollars a year. I mean, this it, it is it it is a situation where yes, got a, a lot of God given ability, but the hard work putting your body through it, not knowing what the end result is going to be, it's all it's all there. So, again, perspective is a hell of a thing. It really is. And like you said, that that going through, you know, it's kind of it's, well, going through a car crash every single weekend. And your body does, it does take a toll on you. And so you, you know, I, I know, woe is me. Nobody wants to hear about that. Oh, I'll gladly run into a wall. Okay, right. go run into well, a wall re- 40 it's times. It, it's reality. It's part of it. I, it's not a complaint for me at all. It, it, it afforded me a bunch of opportunities that I am so thankful for. But at the end of the day, you know, we got things that we want to take care of when we're done. I've had, I want to say, 12 surgeries at this point, four knee, hip, shoulder, both shoulders. Uh, maybe it's not 12. Maybe it's eight. I can't. I, I don't even keep up at this point. <laughs> I just stopped counting. After two, you're like, ah, okay. Been here, done that. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You don't. It doesn't count anymore. It doesn't right. matter. So, uh, you know, for Tyreek, for Calvin Johnson, for Barry Sanders, you're gonna you're gonna leave the fans wanting more. But I think Calvin at his Hall of Fame speech talked to that. He spoke about just what it meant for his body to be able to just say, okay, I'm done. I I can't do it anymore. We want to be entertained. But the good news is for for football fans, Tyreek is is an amazing player. After the 25 season, if he calls it quits, there will be another guy that is going to be spectacular. And you're not going to forget about Tyreek because he's one of those special players. But when you see the guys that are after him, guys that come up and have great careers and do the same thing, uh, this football thing is not going to stop. We want to keep going. You're listening to the Gridiron Guys podcast with Kerry Davis. I'm Anthony Stalter, CD, Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers. The bulk of the podcast today is going to be dedicated to quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, and we are going to get into some possibilities for the Panthers at the top of the draft after they made the deal with the Bears. We're going to talk about Bryce Young. We're going to talk about C.J. Stroud. We're going to talk about Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. And CD and I are are in lockstep, I know, on some of these guys. Just a quick update, because we spent a lot of time last week talking about Lamar and and at toward the end Aaron Rodgers. There is there is no update on None. Aaron Rodgers. I mean None. it's 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 quite it's quite unbelievable to this point that we when you think back to when Aaron Rodgers said I 
I'm interested in playing for the Jets mm-hmm. and the Pat McAfee show. I mean, nothing has happened since then. And in the athletics, Zach, Zach Rosenblatt said that he believes the Jets are likely stuck with Zach Wilson as their backup quarterback in 2023. I'm looking at a backup. Mm-hmm. You, may, you may have to start this kid again. Of course, he's the former number 2 overall pick. And we'll get into right. why do teams miss <laughs> on QBs so much. That Again, that's going to be the bulk of our conversation. Uh, but real quickly on Aaron Rodgers, this goes back to the conversation I think you and I had last week about who has the leverage. Mm-hmm. Is it the Packers? Is it the Jets? You had mentioned Aaron Rodgers has a lot right. of leverage. Right now, the, these are two teams that are still playing chicken, it seems. Yeah, they are. And and I said it last week, if you are the Jets, don't blink. Because if, the minute you blink, you give up You give up something that if you wait a little bit longer, you probably don't have to give up. And, and so, for me, the Jets are in a position where if they just want to wait it out and kind of see how the Packers want to go about their business, the Packers have to move on from Aaron Rodgers either – via trade or releasing him, or we'll pay you $60 million to go sit at home. Aaron Rodgers won't be in a Green Bay uniform next year. That's just my personal opinion. I don't see how it happens. And if you're the Green, if you're the New York Jets, you just got to be patient. I, I want to know what your thoughts are in terms of if they don't get Aaron Rodgers. Speaking of the Jets, what is the move for them? Because they, they've drafted well in the past few years, yeah. minus the, the Zach Wilson uh, ordeal. But what are your thoughts if somehow the Green Bay Packers say, ah, nope, you haven't given us what we want. The hell with you. We're going to go in a different direction. Yeah. What do the Jets do if that takes place? Do you remember the first six weeks of the season last year? <laughs> CD, that's that's what it's going to be. It's going to be it's going to be Robert Sala and Nathaniel Hackett, his new offensive coordinator, saying, Uh, how do we – and I'm not saying – I'm somewhat saying this tongue-in-cheek, but I mean it. How do we figure out how to take Zach Wilson out of games? Yeah. You know, they ran the ball effectively with with Brees Hall before Brees Hall got hurt. In fact, I think you and I both agree on this. He probably would have been the offensive rookie of the year last year. Uh, It went to his teammate, Garrett Wilson. But how do we design game plans that that limit – Zach Wilson's activity in a game can can you win a Super Bowl that way absolutely not can you win a playoff game that way very difficult you can though be a wild card team if your defense is good enough and your running game is good enough with with that sort of game plan but Zach Wilson would be the would be the pivot it's it's sitting down with him saying this is your last shot right we we you know we were after Aaron Rodgers we're not going to hide that this is your last opportunity, but it goes back to that defense and that running game and minimizing, you know, trying to play a little Jeff Fisher football, trying to win every game 17-16. The problem that I see if you have Zach Wilson as your starting quarterback going into next year, they were his teammates were wearing Mike White t-shirts. Yeah. And Zach Wilson was still on the team. Like <laughs> they were <laughs> they were wearing shirts representing the backup quarterback. Yeah. That who's gone now. Who's no longer there. That gives you a an indication of of the the one thing and we we, we as players Obviously, we love our coaches, right? We our coaches are are they pour into you. You want them to, you they want you to be the best version of yourselves. I don't give a damn what my coach think in comparison to what my teammates think. Yeah, I want the guys that I'm on the field with to to look at me as a peer, to believe in me, to trust in me. And if you are the 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 New York Jets and you have to line it up with him under center, knowing. What went? What took place last year? Knowing what was said at one point, him not really taking blame for for his poor play, 
I don't know how, if you're Robert Sala, you stomach that. Yeah. And so the Jets have to make a decision not to blink, but also not to be a dummy in this situation and figure out a way because Aaron Rodgers already told you, I want to be there, I want to be with you. But you can't give up so much because for your future because he's only going to be there, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, for possibly a year, maybe yeah. two at the most. I ain't giving you two first-round no, picks. No, I cannot. Yeah. I can't. You know, CD, it's the so same same organization, and I know we're talking about two different players. And from a maturity standpoint, I don't know if I, I don't know if there's the comparison here with Zach Wilson, but let's just say let's just continue to walk down this path for a moment. Okay, the Jets don't give up what the Packers are demanding for Aaron Rodgers, and they're the, to me that that wouldn't be the worst thing because you just illustrated it. You don't want to give up future assets for Aaron Rodgers if Aaron Rodgers is going to play this stupid ass game every year from with you. Now, I don't know if I want to retire. I, Aaron Rodgers to me is the most unlikable athlete going in in, in all of sports right Ever. now. Ever know, but right now. Current athletes, I don't know if there's a more, un, in my opinion, there's a more unlikable. To, I'm going to have to think about that one because I'm sure there are some people that are. I'm sure there are too. <laughs> but for me, he's it. If I'm the Jets and I'm Robert Sala, and it comes down one. to it. I didn't mean to Who catch you No, go I for mean, it. I people, mean, people have kind of been bashing on Russell Westbrook all season. Yeah. He's pretty unlikable. And I like I like Russell. I think he's spectacular. But I love Colin his. Cowherd nailed, nailed it with Russell Wilson years ago. Or Russell Westbrook, uh, Westbrook excuse me, years ago. <laughs> Wilson's another guy. But I think Wilson. His teammates don't like They didn't like him Russ either. is more lame than, uh, you know, unlikable. He's well, just, if, you, if you only score... 13 points a game or whatever they were scoring, and you got defensive tackles ready to choke you out on the <laughs> sideline. I don't think you're very likable there, no, sir. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, Jets, by the way, have the 13th overall pick, so we will get into some maybe some draft options for them. But again, I'm, if I'm just going back to it real quick, and then I do I do want to move on to the draft conversation, but Kerry, if I'm if I'm Robert Sala, I'm sitting Zach Wilson down and say, hey, this organization at one point had a quarterback that – was drafted in the second round, not even the second overall pick, the second round, and he didn't he didn't make it here. He didn't make it in the for the crosstown rival Giants, and he was a backup for a while, mm-hmm. and he just got paid a lot of money to yeah. be the starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, and yeah. that's Geno Smith. There's still time for you, right? But you you have to work your absolute ass off and prove not only to your teammates and to me, but yourself that you can mature and that you you're not going to waste this opportunity like other less talented quarterbacks did. Johnny Manziel was not as talented yeah. physically as Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't. Yeah. And he wasn't willing to put in the work, and he was bounced. He, he wasn't even a backup. Yeah. He wasn't it a was guy over. that bounced around yeah. for a while. He wasn't was that over. guy. He was out of the league because he, he didn't need it. He didn't want to put in the work, and he wasn't mature. So if I'm solid, I so look at Geno Smith's career and look at look at Johnny Manziel's right. career. Who do you want to be? Yeah, as a as a professional athlete, you have to own up and and take care of your business. What's your business? You doing the work, making Absolutely. sure you're on time, making sure you're studying, making sure you're eating the proper things, sleeping. You know, it, it, and it could be it could be tough. For a young player, especially in New York, there's a lot of things to do, right? You you got a lot of outside factors that can distract you from the main thing. But if I were you, I would keep the main thing the main thing and not worry about all of that other stuff because the parties, the ha- and I don't know that if that's what he's doing. I yeah. don't know if that's taking place. But all of that stuff is going to be there when you're done. And it's going to be there and even at an even greater rate if you're done and you played extremely well 
to the tune of a championship for for the New York Jets. I don't know if he has that in him. We'll see if the if the whole ordeal falls through with Aaron Rodgers. The 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 Jets are a a really interesting team based on what's taking place right now because there's another quarterback that could possibly be out there that is has said himself, I'm on the market. I'm available, yeah. baby. You can come. Yeah, you can call call me. Come get me. I, I will <laughs> talk to you. Anybody but this purple team, I will listen. Yeah. And so there are options out there, but you know. This NFL thing is is extremely. It, it can be a little bit struggle. It can be a little bit troubling to see how teams go about their business and how they manage it every single day, uh, year in and year out. Because some teams do it really well and some teams do it really poorly. And you got new new people in there every every few years trying to figure something else out. Well, Kerry, you just mentioned that purple team, and that purple team, of course, is the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens yeah. general manager Eric DeCosta, and we're recording this on Thursday. April, what day is it? April 6th. So just to give you kind of a time frame, so I I realize that, you know, people may listen to this a couple of days later, but again, we're recording this on Thursday, April 6th. So Eric DaCosta today, who's the general manager for the Ravens, said there's a possibility that team will take a quarterback in the first round of the 2023 draft. Yeah, I don't blame him for saying that. Your, Your quarterback... You haven't been able to get a deal done with him now in 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 over a year, mm-hmm. and Lamar requested the trade as we know on March second of right. this year. So for him for him to say, yeah, we may take a quarterback in the in the first round this year, I don't think that's shocking at all. The Baltimore Ravens are gonna are gonna exist long after Lamar Jackson Correct. is done playing. So DeCosta's got to worry more about the name on the front of the jersey than than the name on the back of the jersey, and that's no disrespect to Lamar Jackson. That's just how it is when you're a general manager in the in a professional sport the Ravens hold the 22nd overall pick let's now get into the bulk of our our podcast today which is is going to be dedicated to the QBs in this year's draft CD I think that there's one there's no there's no such thing as a can't miss guy we've said Andrew Luck was a can't miss and and that that may have been the closest yeah he was until he decided he wasn't. Yeah. That's just too. You talk about another guy that left. I mean, we. Oh, that might be the name I was thinking about that retired early. We Andrew were Luck about, was yeah. a perfect example yes. of the guy that, yep. that, you know, had I mean, way too. And if I had a lacerated kidney, I might think twice about standing back there as well. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. What, a, what an unbelievable quarterback, though, for such a short period of time. There's no Andrew Luck in this draft. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel. But to me, the Carolina Panthers, after trading up to number one, the only selection in my in my eyes, and no disrespect to any of the other QBs, the only guy that I'm taking if I'm the Carolina Panthers, damn his size, mm-hmm. is Bryce Young. Yeah. How do you feel? I, I so this is the the when I talked about people getting fired and new regiments coming in every few years because people make poor choices. You could watch Bryce Young, who played at the University of Alabama, who has won a Heisman Trophy, who has, in, in in most people's opinion, the SEC is probably the best conference in all of college football, which is where you're getting your football players from is college, right? So if you are playing the best player, one of the best players in the best conference against future NFL players, how in the hell are you going to tell me, yeah, he his, he's too small? Because you saw him in T-shirt and shorts. Mm-hmm. And now your decision based on what you see when you look at him in person versus what you watched on film, that's how people get fired. That Those types of decisions, 
drafting people on what they look like when they do a workout. Can a guy throw the ball and hit the top of the ceiling? Yeah, that's nice. What the hell is he going to do when this 330-pound <laughs> D-tackle gets free? Hey, tell me that. Yeah. What is the, he end zone do? Is in, the end zone isn't up on the roof. <laughs> what is he going to do when these safeties roll coverage and it's a cloudy picture from what he saw pre-snap? That's what I want to know. I don't give a damn what he looks like when he runs, when he throws the ball in shorts. What does he look like when it's time to play the game? Yeah. Bro, I had a teammate. This is my guy. Six-foot linebacker, white guy out of Chicago, Stalter, I'm not exaggerating when I tell you this. I think he bench pressed 185 10 times as a senior. That's it? Started at linebacker. And and now this is a little bit drastic, right? Yeah. But this is a guy that made every tackle. Yeah. He, was, he, he wasn't fast, wasn't strong. You know what he told us? We like, dang, shoot, you know, you can't look. He said, ain't no, ain't no weights on the field, dog. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no weights on the field, dog. <laughs> he said like that? He's a yeah. white dude? <laughs> yeah. Ain't no weights on the field, dog. I don't care about none of this weight room. Get me on the field, and I am a dog, and I'm going to make plays. That's awesome. And so Bryce Young is that, except for he's much better than, than most of the guys you're going to watch, right? You're watching this kid play, this young man play, and you're deciding based on what he looks like in Indianapolis in February in shorts and a T-shirt that you don't want to draft him because of he's not 6'3", 210 pounds, chiseled physique, and he doesn't look the part. But when I watched the film, he damn sure looks the part to me then. Absolutely. Look, Kerry, if if he were 6'3", if he were even 6'2", I don't know if the Bears trade the pick. Yeah, you. Oh, really? I think the Bears. I think the Bears might. You think they consider trade Justin Fields Ooh. if Bryce Young was six two? What from what you've seen on film mm-hmm. and you, you know, you 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 know the game much better than I do. I certainly I, I'm a student of it. Mm-hmm. I love watching it. Uh, I was somebody that liked Zach Wilson. Right. I, I did. Uh, I was also somebody that d- d- absolutely hated Paxton Lynch. I, you know, so <laughs> I've had hits and misses, right? Uh, but when it comes to Watching Bryce Young, the footwork is remarkable. Mm-hmm. The the decision making is outstanding. You could tell he processes information right. quickly. Why? And and then I think Carrie, I can't wait to hear your thought on this because just in a general standpoint, besides the combine, because there are some combine warriors that fool general managers. I, I want to know your opinion on why you think that teams miss so much on QBs. Outside of the fact, look, it's it's it's, it's very difficult. But what? Why do you think they, they miss so much? I, I So I coach high school football. So it's essentially similar in, in trying to figure out if a college kid can play the NFL as, as you trying to figure out whether a high school kid can play in the college, yeah. playing collegiate football. I have had coaches tell me I can miss on a guy that's 6'5", 255 pounds, defensive end, uh, a 6'5", 280-pound defensive end. I can't miss on the six foot, two hundred fifty pound guy that is much better. That's what it boils down to. It is the look. It is the visual. It is seeing a guy and saying, "Oh, he's a football player." Let me tell you something, brother. I have seen some guys that look like football players. My coach used to say this all the time. All the time, he couldn't play dead in the western. They, they <laughs> were terrible. Do yeah. you hear me? Like big, strong muscles. Vernon Golston. You are terrible, Do you remember sir. Vernon yes, Golston? yes. There are some guys that look like football players and aren't very good football players. And so I think scouts, I think people that are, are doing the evaluating, they get enamored with, oh, this guy looks the part. This guy looks like he should be good. This guy, 
is he good, though? Yeah. You know, with Bryce Young, what you see, and, and C.J. Stroud, I like both of them, uh, but I think Bryce Young is just a tick ahead of him. With Bryce Young, you see the poise in the in the in the pocket. When you see a guy that is not concerned, not looking at the rush, not worried about all of the moving parts that are taking place around him, keeping his eyes downfield, and making good decisions with the football, that's the guy I want to play on my team. Yeah. Putting the ball in the spot on target where I can catch it and run, and make sure that I'm not not I don't have a guy that is panicking when things break down in the pocket. And he has played some some great football on some great football teams and versus some very good football teams as well. That's a guy when you look at him. I don't know how you go in a different direction, but again, I do know how because yeah. they get enamored with how a person looks. And that changes their whole philosophy and their entire mindset. That reminds me of the, the book. Did you ever, did you ever read or I, I listened to the audiobook Freakonomics? I've never, uh, no, I've never seen it. It's, never read it. It's really interesting. It's just, it's just, it reminds me what you said about that. That's that scout that said I can miss on yeah. six, on the six five kid. I can't miss on five eleven six Correct. foot. It reminds me of this. They opened, they opened the book, talking about how a soccer player when taking a penalty kick will uh i'm sorry the 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 keeper will jump to one side or the other and um as a player that's attempting the penalty kick they'll usually try to guess one side yeah. right the the keeper's trying to guess one side or the other the player attempting the kick is mm-hmm. trying to decide one side or the other and the the book was talking about how the the keeper more times than not will jump to one of the sides right leaving the middle of the the net wide open. Mm -hmm. But why don't more soccer players just kick the ball straight? straight? (laughs) Because if that goaltender, or the keeper, excuse me, as I learned soccer better (laughs) here in St. Louis, because if the keeper stands there and catches the ball, hit right to him, the perception of it is, why did you do that? <laughs> you can justify. You go left. Keeper goes right. left. He blocks it. No, okay, you you tried. Right. But when you go straight down the middle, and he stands there and catches it, you look like you you, you look, look like, like an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> Even though the the percentages say, hey, right. every once in a while you should you should it's it, you have a better chance of right. going up the middle. But it's this perception. You're right. It's trying to win. Our guy, Coach Rick Venturi, who mm-hmm. you and I both love dearly, yeah. um, who coached under Saban and he coached under Belichick. He once said this one time. He goes, "Teams, teams try to win the press conference. Yeah, they try to win the press conference. Yeah. They can tell the fans. They can tell the owner. Hey, we got the guy that's six five yeah. as opposed to the guy that's six foot. But uh, again, for me, when I when I watch these these players play, C.J. Stroud, athletically gifted. The, the game that he had against Georgia was his best. Mm-hmm. So he saved its best his best for last. He freelance more. But this is somebody that's looking to the sideline constantly. Yeah. I, to, I, for me, I want my quarterback to be able to process the game at a high level. You And at, at that level, once you get to the NFL, you have to. You have to be a guy because things change so fast. If you are hesitant or if you are unsure, confused, not knowing exactly what's going on, it's going to be a bad, bad day for you because the, the 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 defenses understand. They understand the play clock just like you do. We can wait. They understand the the microphone goes off in your ear just like they just like you right. do. They understand and all they of those move. things, and they can move and change. And if you are unable to process what is taking place, pre snap to post snap as a quarterback, 
you will not have success. And so that's why I said Bryce Young has done it. He's shown it. He's shown the ability to do it. And because he doesn't fit that that eye test, yeah. there are going to be teams that say, ah, uh, because I can I can I can show you Anthony Richardson, mm-hmm. his size, oh, yeah. his physique, and say <clears throat> we took him because look, I mean, yeah. he he's supposed to be he's so athletic. He's got a gun. He can throw it. Look, yeah. he can do. Is he going to complete the pass? Right. Does he know what the, ha- what's happening when the when the safeties shift when the when when the this happens when the when the linebackers go here? Does he understand that? Can he call out of can a, he, a pass can play he, get to the run? Can he new mic it and say, "Hey, that's the new mic because we want to pick up this blitz and this guy over here to the left is not blitzing, so this guy on to the right is the guy we're looking at now." Can he can he handle all of those things in in twenty five seconds? Yeah, and still. And still get the ball to the guy that it needs to get to based on the coverage and make an on-target pass so that he can get the first down or make a catch and run. Yeah. Those are the things when you are a scout, when you are, are, are a coach, that's what you need to be looking at. I don't give a damn if he's 6'3", 6'4", 240 pounds and can throw it 100 yards. How many times he got to throw it 100 yards in a game? Right. If he got to throw the ball 100 yards in a game, in it's probably because he was throwing it to the other team all game anyway. No so kidding. Let's, yeah. let's figure this out. The other, the other thing that you'll hear, and we will get into Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. CD just mentioned Richardson. The other thing you'll hear, and I, uh, Carrie, I laugh at this. A lot of people will say, well, name the last Alabama quarterback that was any good. I'll tell you, it's Joe Namath. Joe Namath in Super Bowl three. that was the last Alabama quarterback that, that was great. I heard the same thing about Texas Tech. Yeah. When was yeah. the last time Texas Tech had a – before Patrick Mahomes, right. when was the last Texas Tech quarterback that did anything? You a Davis Webb fan? Nah. No. Okay. Are Who you, am I missing? Are you a Cliff Kingsbury Cliff fan? Cliff Kingsbury. Are you a... Somebody after him. A Graham Harrell fan? Graham Maybe Harrell Graham Harrell put up a bunch of he numbers at of Texas numbers Tech. Yeah. These guys didn't make it because right. of the system they played in. It was essentially the, the, the run and shoot. And the run and shoot never translated outside of June Jones for a couple of years you know, when he was with Atlanta, he had Jeff George before that melted down. Yeah. The run and shoot didn't didn't transfer over. So I understand the notion of when was the last Ohio State quarterback or the last Alabama quarterback to do anything. Fair. Josh Allen, before Josh Allen came out, I, I couldn't tell you a Wyoming quarterback that did anything. No. Matt Ryan was the only Boston College quarterback that I that I can remember in the last twenty years to do anything. Joe Flacco was the only Delaware quarterback to do anything. I I think that that's another reason. I don't know if NFL teams do this, but we as fans and we in the media, we play this game a lot where it's like, yeah. well, you know, if you look around the league, CD, you have quarterbacks coming out of every conference, all sizes, right. all shapes, playing different competition. Some guys didn't play good competition. Some played the, the best competition. I think we fall in love with the narrative and, and try to eliminate guys based on that. When it really doesn't matter if you look at the history. It doesn't matter where a guy came from because at the end of the day, quarterback is the toughest position to get right. You name some names that from colleges that most people wouldn't expect. Josh Allen, Wyoming, huh? Right. Who the hell is this? Right. And when he came out, big arm, strong, but can he do all of the things that Not are required? Not accurate enough. Exactly. So <clears throat> Didn't play any competition. Same thing. There you go. There are there are a lot of names. You got Carson Wentz from uh, North Dakota State. Was it North Dakota right. State? Yeah, North Dakota you State. Got, you got um, 
you got guys that come from all over the place. Lamar went to Louisville. Uh, Joe Burrow was LSU, Ohio State, LSU. Like you got guys that that is the toughest position to find that guy. And I can't I can't base it solely off of where they went to school. They say the same thing about Ohio State quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Until now, Justin Fields is probably the best one that has come out of there in a long time uh, from Ohio State. I don't care where you went to school. What can you process? What do you pick up? How quickly do you pick it up? How much can you retain? That don't have nothing to school do with what school you went to. That right. has more to do with who was coaching you and what they taught you. And you also have to realize some 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 of these young men go to college and the offenses are dumbed down because it's easier for them to process. Right. It's easier for them to pick up. When you're a coach, you only give your your players as much as they can retain. You give them more than that, you're doing yourself a disservice and you're going to lose games because you can call 100 things. If he don't understand but two of them, <laughs> what yeah. the hell are you calling the other 98 for? Very true. <laughs> All right, see, so the other two quarterbacks and and this and I'm not I'm not crushing CJ Stroud. I think that Carolina should take Bryce Young and I think Carolina and I think uh, Houston, who's the at the number two pick, should take C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. You have to do something at yeah. QB if you're those two teams. Obviously, Carolina didn't give up the the farm to take Will Anderson. I mean, they're no. they're gonna they're gonna be taking a dude. I think that that there's the, the other two QBs, Will Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. One is a total enigma, and the other one. We don't have to spend much time talking about, and I don't want to make it personal, but I think it's going to sound personal. CD, I'll let you. I'll let you have first say, but I know you and I are on the same page with Will Levis. Well, yeah, watching. I mean, just it. It leaves. I think it leaves a lot to be desired um, from a quarterback standpoint, and and this is no knock against him. I think you know. Here's the thing. Here's the beautiful thing about these three guys. Speaking of uh, Richardson, Levis. And, and Bryce Young, they all played in the SEC. Mm-hmm. So they all played like competition. They all played one another. And so I was just scrolling the, the, the interwebs and looking at stats and looking at some games. And I came across a Vanderbilt game on September, sorry, November 12th. Kentucky late, versus Vanderbilt. Later in the year. Later in the year. And, and Will Levis will tell you he just dealt with some injuries, foot, I think, ankle, shoulder. Some, some things were banged up. He threw for 109 yards. That's not good. And they lost to Vanderbilt. Wait, he threw for 109 in the first quarter? No, that was the whole game. Oh, the whole game. Okay. Yeah, they, yeah, no, yeah. not good. And, and, and they <laughs> lost at home to Vanderbilt. And so you look at a game like that, he threw 11 for 23, 109 yards, one interception. That's That's – that's a top 10 quarterback in some people's opinion. You look at Anthony Richardson, they played Vanderbilt. One week later, he threw for 400 yards. That sounds right. <laughs> like, That's, that sounds more like it should, ZD. Like, now, yeah. they still lost, but it was on the road. They were at Vanderbilt. They lost, but he threw for 400 yards. He threw three, three touchdowns and one interception. That one game, a week apart. You can you can kind of gauge what you expect from a from a player. Vanderbilt was not a team that you would say in the SEC is a team that you would hang your hat on and say, oh, they're going to be SEC champs. 
No offense. I went to Illinois. Don't take it personal, Vanderbilt fans. Yeah. It just is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not hanging uh, national championship uh, banners. This is just it is. We understand the 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 order of things yes. here, right? So yeah. that's not a team that you look at and say, oh, they were a, 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 a stout defense, a stout football team. Will Levis had 109 yards. A week later, Anthony Richardson has 400 yards. Those are are varying in comparison to, yeah. to what took place. And so when you watch Will Levis, I know he posted on IG or, or Twitter or whatever that he had gained 15, 20 pounds. He looks rocked up awesome if you're playing linebacker. I don't yeah, give a damn if you're right. a quarterback. I don't care. Can you process what's taking place mm-hmm. in front of you? If you can't, then you can't play quarterback in the NFL. I don't care how strong your arm is. I don't care how much weight's how much weight you put on and how much weights you can lift. If you can't process things, it's not going to work out for you. And if you don't perform well in college, in big moments, losing games to teams you probably shouldn't lose to, you're probably going to struggle in the NFL as well. You know, Kerry, Will Levis kind of it's it's kind of cut from the like the same T, Tim Tebow model and Tim Tebow was one of the greatest college football players hands down I've ever seen. But most would argue he had one of the greatest college football teams certainly <laughs> most people have ever seen. Certainly. Maybe <laughs> maybe Will Levis to be played on you know on Florida maybe. Maybe. But nonetheless, Tim Tebow didn't make it in the NFL, no. despite you know all of his all of his massive followers, and yes. you know they would tell you he didn't, he didn't get a shot. He got plenty of shots. He had plenty of opportunities. He had, he had one. He had one throw. He threw it behind. You know, Demarius Thomas. God rest his soul. And Demarius yeah, Thomas like, did did the rest of the work yeah. against CDs. Yeah. Steelers. Were you yeah. still with them? No, at that I was point? gone that year. That was, was two thousand ten. Okay, so that was 20, a couple of years. No, no, no. Twenty eleven. Eleven. Yep. Nonetheless, I don't. I, I'm with you. I'm with you on Will Levis, and I don't. I don't want to bury the kid. Anthony Richardson's interesting, mm-hmm. as you mentioned the the size, the 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 athleticism, the the arm, but the numbers aren't there. When you watch him play, there's something that happened from a year ago when he was splitting time, mm-hmm. and any time Anthony Richardson came into the game, I thought Florida's offense they exploded. I mean, they looked they looked significantly better when Anthony Richardson entered the game in 2021. Right. In 2022, something happened. The the, the numbers weren't there. Mm-hmm. The game the, when you watch the games, there was it was just it it missed. It just didn't what what you see in him as an athlete and as an individual and as a quarterback didn't translate to the to the game film. But I know, CD, and this is another reason I think the teams teams kind of miss. I can't put Will Levis in any any offense. Mm-hmm. You can't. It's going to have to be a very specific, you know, six-back RPO offense. I can't put Will Levis in the West Coast. Anthony Richardson, based on his athleticism, his arm strength, you can put him in any offense. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to, like we talked about with Bryce Young, have that decision-making that's necessary. But I know... I could put Richardson in Indianapolis's offense tomorrow. I just don't know if he's going to succeed. The only issue that you would have, in my opinion, with Richardson is completion percentage. He was around 50% completion percentage, which it ain't great. No, you, you especially want, nowadays. Not at all. And so I wanted to go – you talked about the, the, the numbers for those quarterbacks. C.J. Stroud threw for – 3,688 3, yards, 41 touchdowns, six interceptions. He was 13th in the country. 
uh, Bryce Young, where is he at? He was 32,000, 32,000, 3,200, 32 touchdowns, five interceptions, number 20 in the country. When you go to what Anthony Richardson and, and Will Levis did, Anthony Richardson was number 65 in the country with 2,500 yards passing, 17 touchdowns, nine interceptions. And just below that was one Will Levis, 2,400 yards passing. Wow. 2,400 yards passing and 19, uh, 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. So you watch the game. You look at the numbers. You go all you go through all of this, and this is this is the sick part, in my opinion, of, of NFL scouts and and upper management. You'll watch all those games. They watch every game. Just break it down. Good decision, bad decision. Great arm, great throw, not great. Bad footwork. All of the things you can break down. Okay, the numbers here. Two of those guys were in the final four. Mm-hmm. Well, one of them was, and and one of them has been there. In the past, with C.J. Stroud and and and, he and was, Bryce Young, uh, and he was in last year too. Uh, Stroud was that, right. So yeah. uh, Bryce Young was. Bryce Young yeah. was. You you Boy, have guys oh, that have, have Alabama have, wasn't in the final four. Uh, that's why I said I was like, oh wait, no, Alabama wasn't. I, I, in I that just issue. had I had Alabama in my <laughs> Automatically, head, and then I'm like, well, C.J. Stroud was too. It's like, no, dude, Bryce Bryce Young wasn't there. But you got guys that have played in in very important games, have played extremely well, and I can watch all of that film. Anthony, I can watch every single game, and then I can go to Indianapolis and say, oh, he looks good in shorts. Sign him up. Right. How idiotic is that? No. It It, it makes no sense to me. I hope teams aren't doing that, but you know some are. Oh, no question. Because you've seen seen some of these these picks. Uh, But I I think it's going to be fascinating. I don't know what – to me, if I'm the Colts, I'm taking Anthony Richardson at four, and I'm rolling the dice. I don't think he's the fourth overall pick. What are you going to do? Go talk to Baltimore. It's not going to happen. Why not? How do you? This is the thing that's. I don't know what Lamar wants. Neither do they. (laughs) They must have some idea. You know what? They must have some idea. It's a. If I can't imagine that Lamar talk, is just like, ah, I'll take whatever. They haven't had a conversation. Like we don't, we haven't had any reports of anyone reaching out. You're telling me right now, today, with the fourth overall pick, you would take Anthony Richardson and not even see or converse with of, Lamar of Jackson? Of course not. No, I would. I would. I know want you Lamar. wouldn't. Yeah. No. Because you are of sound mind. <laughs> <laughs> you are not an idiot. You are intelligent. You have sound reasoning. There are people that watch this stuff and that do this for a living, and somebody in a room will take him. Wait, what about Lamar? Well, hell with that. Right. We'll take him. Wait, you're not even going to talk to him. Oh, he's not. We'll take him. But but Lamar is an MVP. He's done it. Well, we'll take him. What the? Yeah. You, sir are a very intelligent man. <laughs> you, sir, come to work and do your job at an elite level. Well, thank you. And these other people are idiots. And they will sit in a room, probably a little bit bigger than this one, mm-hmm. and throw out idiotic ideas, and they'll have one or two people to say, I love it, sir. And then they go and make a dumbass decision, and guess where they are in three years? Fire. Looking for another job. Yep, you're right. It makes no sense to me. Do uh, You can't tell me Lamar doesn't want something if you haven't spoken to him and I don't know if they have or they haven't because there are no reports either way but I'm not going to go pick Anthony Richardson just to say I got a quarterback in the first round and Lamar Jackson has told everybody in the entire world that he asked for a trade from this current team I'm not going to do that I, I would I would at least kick the tire see what's going on see if we can have a conversation 
And if Baltimore, you want to take Anthony Richardson? Man, go ahead. Be my guest. I'll, right. take, I'll take Lamar off your hands. Yeah. That makes more sense to me. But, I, but, the, but I no, uh, Kerry, I'm I'm with you. I, I am. I the, there's something there's I, I when I said the Colts are gonna you know this should take Anthony Richardson. It's based off of the the notion that Lamar, for whatever reason, is he's he's obviously available. But Kerry, there's something there's something going on. We know what's going on. Well, it's the guarantee. Again, it's the guaranteed money. Yeah, it's the and we know money. that the NFL owners aren't going to budge no. because they feel like Jim Haslam made an idiotic decision yeah. of getting giving Deshaun Watson that money. And Everyone, teams don't you know, pay, you know, teams don't one person pay for that Jim Haslam's that. mistake. Jim Deshaun Haslam. Watson. Uh, Jim, Jimmy well, Haslam. two people don't think that. Those two, Jim Haslam and, and Deshaun Watson, don't think that that's Correct. a good decision. Yes, but if I'm to your point. If I am Arthur Blank and Terry Fontenot, I am calling Lamar and I'm saying, what is the deal? This what's, pains you. What's the deal? This is close to your heart. <laughs> to me, it's a, it's a no-brainer. Hey, here's the eighth overall pick, Baltimore. I'll give you a second Not that, can turn, that can turn into a one if Lamar is third in MVP voting next year go. or fifth in MVP, whatever. If not, you're going to have a first and second. I ain't going to. I'm, I'm not going to budge uh, outside of that. I'm. I'm still a rebuilding team. Right. And then I'm going to put Lamar Jackson in Atlanta, where I don't know if you heard of a guy named Michael Vick, who He's before spectacular, who before obviously the the off field stuff caught up, was absolutely beloved. He was. He was Atlanta. He was Atlanta. <laughs> One name. He was from you know Blacksburg, Virginia. Virginia. He wasn't from Atlanta, but. I sat up in the nosebleeds in 02 to watch uh, the Falcons play the Panthers. Mm. And it was 30 to nothing. And Vic just put on an absolute show. And Kerry, I think I paid 80 bucks for nosebleeds. Spectacular. Blank could have charged whatever he wanted. And everybody would have showed up. Everybody would have showed up. Atlanta is not a very good fan base. But Atlanta will show up for stars for certain stars, and Lamar is a star. He is. Vic was a star. So if I'm Atlanta, I call you know I'm I'm calling Baltimore, and it's it's I'm calling Lamar and say, hey, uh, we're not going to give you guaranteed. We're trying to build a team. We're going to build a team around you. But you're going to be you're going to be a god in this city. What do you think, man? What's it going to take? We still got plenty of cap space. He he's 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 been. Uh, it, it, there are reports that he wants a fully guaranteed contract, but at least ask. Yeah. At least have the conversation. Mm-hmm. How do you know unless you talk to the person? Right. And he may he may have pulled back a little bit from that. I, I who knows? That may have been the standard he set with Baltimore. Here's the thing: there is no way, in my opinion, that Lamar can see himself playing in the same division as a person making more than him that he feels he's better than. And making contract, making a guaranteed contract where he's he got to play this guy twice a year, right? And and we're in the same division, and you're going to tell me he's better than me. That's what you're telling me, based on our contracts. Yeah, you're telling me that you think he's better than me, right or wrong, whatever whatever everyone else thinks about that. That seems to be his point and where he's where he's standing on that. But if you're another team outside of that conference, outside of that division, hey hey, 
You want to come to the NFC? Absolutely. Hey, you know, yeah. hey, we ain't got no quarterbacks over no. here. Hey, over there. <laughs> You're the Kirk Cousins. That's your competition hey, we, right you, now. You you, know? Your path to the Super Bowl is just got a lot easier. There's nothing over here. It's Jalen Hurts, whoever Kyle Shanahan turns into a whoever, MVP whichever one of them guys. Correct. And you, uh, you know, Derek Carr. Derek Carr is now a top three quarterback. Derek Carr is not a top three quarterback. It, I, the top. Derek Carr's a top one quarterback in his division, yes. in his in his division and his home. That's it. <laughs> I think the top five quarterbacks all reside in the AFC. Yeah, at least. I mean, I mean, you may even go uh, and Jalen Hurts just did it last yeah. year. Yes. nobody considered Jalen Hurts but, but, a but top ten quarterback last year. Even even heading into last year, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joey Burrow. I would go. I would to me. It's uh, to me. It's Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, Allen. That's okay. how. I, that's how I would do it. And then, and would you have Hurts above any any of those four? No. So, listen. If you are an NFC team, I would get on the horn, and I would figure out a way yeah. because the what NFC path is going to be a little bit easier. Not that it's easy to get to the Super Bowl, but it's much easier than playing Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. Justin Herbert in 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 a span of three or three three out of the four weeks or whatever the case may be it's it just seems that way. No, you're right. Figure out what he wants besides the money too. You want receivers? I got uh, Drake London and uh, the unicorn Kyle Pitts. He, he's amazing when he's not with his hand in the dirt trying yeah. to block people. We're, we'll, we're gonna <laughs> line him up. Put him at X. We'll design a run game in. for you. Yes. I'm a lot smarter. You know, Arthur Smith is a lot smarter than Greg Roman in terms of divide, you know designing run games and. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's go. Let's go from there, and we're gonna sell it every every you know, freaking seat in this dome, this new stadium that nobody goes to. If I'm Atlanta, it's a no brainer. But again, I th- there's there's more to this, uh, and I wonder, you know, eventually if a, if a lot of this will come out. Carrie, we almost went an hour, my man, and it, it felt like we went eight minutes. I love talking football with you. <laughs> it is fun. does not feel like an hour, but it is. Uh, we, we, we're enjoying ourselves. Absolutely. So you're listening to the, the Gridiron Guys. We'll be back again next week. We're going to do a podcast each and every week. I was looking at... I was looking at podcasts, like new podcasts, because uh, I, you know, I, like you, I, I enjoy mm-hmm. learning about different things, and you know, I was looking at podcasts. I'm like, oh, this this seems kind of interesting. And the last podcast that they did was like 2020. I go, oh. that's not going to be us. <laughs> We're going to be doing a podcast each and every week. To, you, you know, our schedules. Carrie and I work uh, work together, so. We're gonna we're gonna figure out topics and storylines just like the one we did today, where we kind of take a look at the quarterbacks. Carrie and I are very opinionated, as you can already tell. Uh, so we're looking forward to a great run for the Gridiron guys. But that'll do it for Carrie Davis. I'm Anthony Stalter. We'll see you for episode three next week. Thanks for listening to the Gridiron Guys podcast with Super Bowl champion Carrie Davis and Anthony Stalter. Driven by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Check out the Gridiron Guys podcast page at 101ESPN.com.